Sammy, the uh, holidays are coming to a close. I know, thank God. Well, yeah, well, especially in our line of work. I'm over it. Gotta tell you, Sam, uh, at this time I can't help but think of the mindful words of one William Martin Joel. Okay. You used to call me paranoid, but even you cannot avoid pressure. Let's start the show! Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the doomsday prepper, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Well, I wasn't expecting that. I'm not prepared, um, <laughs> but I'm doing well other than that. I would imagine after uh, yesterday, you'd be already, you know, making the bunker and going down into hiding and not wanting to talk <laughs> no, about anything. That, that basically was doomsday. Ugh. <laughs> We are recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and more importantly, share with a couple of your fellow football friends. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways you can, which none of you seem to be doing right now. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch with us. (laughs) uh, On all the social medias, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, we are at Show. Um, and dufootballshow at gmail.com uh, to get in touch by uh, via email. We also check our DMs, so make sure you slide into those. Talk to us during games. Um, we're always checking them and, uh, of course, checking them throughout the week as well. And I do lots of cynical gifts during soccer matches the entire morning. That's all I do Yeah, is just search <laughs> for gifts to put up about games. Oh. He does. <clears throat> it's Welcome to the new world, Houston, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sam and I both work in the wine and spirits industry, and we both have a deep, passionate love for distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand through this show and every show. Sammy, what are we sipping on tonight? Yeah, so we got one of mine tonight. Uh, Monkey Shoulder Blended Malt Whiskey. Comes in at 86 proof. It's a blend of three different single malts. Um, So obviously from Scotland, uh, the malts that are in it are Balvenie, Glenfiddich, and one that they don't tell you. So they can change it if they need to. Um, those three malts are blended to be a little bit sweeter, actually, because Jack Daniels was taking over the bar scene in the UK, and a lot of the uh, scotch houses wanted to try to figure out how to take it back. Um, something you can mix with ginger ale, mix with Coke if you wanted to, but was still reminiscent of a true single malt that you could drink on the rocks uh, or neat. And I think they knocked it out of the park. So, quick question then. Um, is this uh, vatted malt? Is it only single malts, or does this have a cut grain to it it's as well? only single malts. Okay, so more that vatted malt, a like vatted the malt. Douglas yep. Lang stuff mm-hmm. we had before. Very yep. cool. Uh, and you can't go wrong with Balvenie and Glenfiddich. Those no, are not at all. two damn fine whiskeys. Um, it's going to run you between twenty nine ninety nine if you find a good sale or feature uh, to about thirty five ninety nine on the shelf. Um, and what is a monkey shoulder, you might ask? Well, the old malt turners... Uh, when the, they were malting the barley on the floor, would have a shovel and they would turn the malt so everything equally got the heat. Well, if you're left-handed or right-handed, you predominantly use one side to lift that shovel. That shoulder would get really big. The other one wouldn't, and it would look like you had a monkey perched on your shoulder. So they would call that a monkey shoulder. Ah, very cool. Well, yeah, it's a fun little story. Lovely, lovely little whiskey. All righty, Sammy, let's have a great show. Yes, sir. Boxing Day gave us some goals, Sammy. Oh, yeah. Woo! We're Absolutely. Gonna go, we're going to kind of uh, get through it quick since we've got 20 games to talk about t- uh, tonight. But uh, right off the jump, Liverpool 4, Newcastle nil, Spurs 5, Bournemouth nil, Everton 5, Burnley 1. Um, Liverpool's cruising, dude. Yeah. They're finally, like I said, starting to slam 
you know, they're, th- they're uh, foot on people's throats now. You yeah. know, they're really starting to, to turn the screw and apply the pressure, and they're staying steady at the back despite dominating going forward so much. It's it's a joy to watch. They're they're playing great football. I mean, it pains me to say, but they're playing really, really yep. great football. And and I, I, I hate to start to have to think that I need to start the count with them that I started with uh, City, but allow me to say for the first time, Sam, can this team be beat? I don't know. I mean, they're still in the single digits for goals conceded. Mm-hmm. It's this is wild. I, I haven't seen and Liverpool especially uh, just them over the last few seasons. Their defense is what's held them back, and just with the addition of two players, Allison and Virgil Van Dyke, they seem to have righted the ship completely. Um, and the reason why I ask that is because historically, um, if people don't know this, is Liverpool are typically choking dogs. In the last fifteen years, Sam, yep, one trophy. One trophy. Arlo White said that during your game. I know you were too busy crying uh, over the uh, ass whooping, but Arlo White actually said that in 15 years. Over the years. last 15 years. So what would that be? 2003. Oh, yeah. So one, one of the cha- Champions League, right? Yeah. They, yeah. they would blow it in the FA Cup. Or they'd always lose in the semis or they'd lose in the yeah, finals. I'd have to do it. I'd have to, I had to do the math because they won the league in 1991, yeah. the final first division. Yeah. They won that. And then, but fifteen years started and, in two thousand three, so yeah. it doesn't matter. I, but I mean, even even I have even I have to admit this looks like a team that's going to win the Premier yeah, League. I mean, it really they've does. Put, they've put a lot of distance between them and them and City. And if if City doesn't win, as we'll talk about in the predictions, if City doesn't win, uh, uh, I think it's on Thursday actually. Yeah, Thursday. Um, against Liverpool, uh, in Manchester, I think the title's done and dusted. Yeah. Um, Spurs. Now, I mean, obviously with the result of yesterday, I mean, things change a little, but they go out and they put a whooping on Bournemouth. They put a whooping on, uh, on Everton. Yeah. I mean, they're, they, they are, they are beating convincingly the teams in quote unquote, the middle of the pack. And then they have a couple of good wins to their belt. And then they're playing pretty much everybody at home for the remainder of the season. Yeah. It could be a huge advantage. And unfortunately with the match we'll get to later on, if we were just talking about this, I would say real title contenders. Unfortunately, they're not. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, did you notice that there was another effing shoot? Yeah. Goal in this <laughs> another game. Another one. Uh, Christian Eriksen uh, had that uh, with his uh, with the opening goal. Um, uh, and then, really, besides the Brooks uh, the the Brooks chance, which was the first real chance for Bournemouth, they didn't really do a lot going forward. It was all Tottenham. <laughs> No, not Just at all. Just another dominating performance. Um, the uh, real simple with with the Everton win. I'm a fan, and it's hard to get excited. We well, we we won, and we were. I mean, we were up when we were up three to one. It looked like they could get goal number two in any moment, and it wasn't until we got number four that the game was out of sight. Right. Well, when you you know in two games you have a goal difference of zero. But there were 14 total goals between the two games and the and the you know, three teams. You Be- twice, the yeah, four, beautiful, four teams wasn't there. It? Yeah, that's the roller coaster of being a mid-table football fan. Um, and Arsenal apparently. Yeah, as well. So um, fin- let's finish out the uh, rest of the day ga- uh, games on Boxing Day. Um, Fulham and Wolves uh, draw one one. That's a big one for Fulham. They yeah, it is, and point. it was actually a really good game. A lot better than I thought it was going to be. There were chances at both ends. Um. Yeah, both teams went close, but both keepers did well. Uh, there should have been a red card, um, but it is what it is. I'd watch that game again. Um, Palace Cardiff nil nil. Um, 
that is all we need to say about it. They struck the post four times, Dallas. Dallas <laughs> Cardiff. shit no, I've ever seen. Nil-nil. We are done talking about that match. <laughs> um, Manchester United 3, Huddersfield 1. Um, they've, they've got joy. They they wanna they wanna create they wanna score goals. Pogba suddenly seems like a happy man again. At they're, a masterclass. They're they're playing great ball. And his second goal, another effing shoot. Yep. From far we away. said it two weeks ago. Was it? This never happens. Yeah. Now we've had five in the span of two weeks because of all the 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 Premier League games we've had. It's absolutely ridiculous. And seriously, this does not happen. Clearly, clearly, the boys are listening to the pod. They're just not following us on social yeah, media yet. Yeah, that has to be it. Totally. You know, I always said we totally. have a. Uh, They're passing Belgium. around the same iPad Touch or iPod Touch or whatever. I say I'm starting to get old too. Uh, around in in England, that's why we have one subscriber. It's at one thing getting passed around to all the players of, of all the players yeah. um but we do have a uh, professional following us on social media don't we, we on do is uh, a 17 year old belgian international uh actually plays for anderlecht yeah um, yeah that's pretty cool we got a soccer player following us yeah. that's nice uh and he signed professional terms we also have a um I'll, I'll come back to it all right very good and um so Chelsea 2, Watford 1, Chelsea kind of getting back to what they need to get to, kind of rebounding, you know, getting yeah, the wins they're supposed to get. Still kind of ugly, though. Yeah, well, it's um, and I, I, would, I would worry about that, but you got to figure with what the quality they have up front, they'll start figuring out how to score goals again. It's what they're going to be the rest of the season. Yeah. It's going to be ugly like that. Um, and then we have um, Brighton and Arsenal 1-1. Uh, Brighton, the Amex, it's a fortress. That's, that's what it is. A lovely finish. From Aubameyang to start everything off. And then we promptly shit ourselves and didn't really create much of the rest of the match. That was it. Brighton's it keeper, Ryan, terrible. had himself an amazing match, too. He yeah, a but, of I mean, saves. he had a few, but that's the point. Is He should have, <laughs> you know, if he's going to stand on his head, he needs to have 15, 16 saves. We didn't produce that much. You know, he had three or four, right. but is Arsenal going to Brighton? If a keeper if a keeper standing on his head, you should be making him make a lot of saves. Yeah, and because you know eventually one will go in. Exactly, and we didn't do that. Very um, frustrating. And then uh, also uh, West Ham beating Southampton 2-1. to one. You know, the new manager bump finally starting to lose a little bit of its shine, but Southampton's done what they needed to do. They've gotten themselves out of the uh, out of the bottom, uh, the drop zone. Yeah, so. and the, the performances have stepped up big time. Yeah. So that Southampton had a lot of chances. I mean, they had West Ham at sixes and sevens a few different times. Um, they just couldn't convert, you know. Uh, and Fabianski made three or four really good saves as I w- well. I was about to touch on that. That Fabianski had himself a really good match. Yeah, and West Ham, you know, at this point had has the man with the master plan and Felipe Anderson. I mean, I think he's got six or seven goals in his last five or six games. I mean, he's been playing really well over this festive period. Yeah. So that pretty much finishes out the uh, the day. Oh, oh, wait, that's right. Leicester 2, Man City 1. Man City now loses two in a row. I, I called it. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah. Pure horse-ass luck that you called it. This, I, It's impossible to figure out what Leicester's going to be because also, let's face it, they lost to Cardiff this week. You know? They, yeah, they beat, they, that's true. You know, they the fall from grace. <laughs> they, they beat Chelsea <laughs> at the bridge. They beat City, and then they lose to Cardiff. That's just, well, you know, that's to, what that team's going to be this season. Yeah, and to that point... uh uh, Crystal Palace beat City and then turned around Drew Cardiff. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Cardiff is uh, playing spoilers to the uh, very graceful finishing and fine form of two clubs well above their, their weight. Uh, City, December has been disastrous to them. Like, 
you, you couldn't have thought it would have been this bad. You would have thought there would have been a slip, right? Maybe a slip. Yeah. I didn't even think there was going to be a slip. And there's been three losses this month. They've lost They've yeah. lost three out of their last five. In the and league. I think last year they only lost two, didn't they? The whole yeah. season. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was a tough, tough month, month on them. How much do you think uh, Fernandinho, um, the loss of Fernandinho, hurt them during that period? Oh, big time. Um, he's the only player without a world-class replacement in that squad. Yeah. You could, um, you could tell they were just missing this kind of security that was in front of them. Yeah. You could lose Leroy Sané. You got Mares coming in, you know, and Sterling on the other side. You could swing if you really needed to. Bernard, uh, uh, Bernardo Silva out wide uh, if you needed to. In every position, they have a world-class backup, except for, at the moment, left back because both of them are injured. And uh, Fernandinho, they don't have an, a ready – out-and-out replacement for him, especially not one of his quality. Right. Um, do you think City just doesn't care? That's tough to say. Pep Guardiola wouldn't let that happen, I, I don't imagine. Um, I a think coach can only do so much, though. Yeah, but he's a he's a good man motivator. I mean, look at the the Barcelona side, obviously, is his, his crowning achievement. How many trophies they won, how many egos were in that dressing room that he managed – um, and that he, you know, motivated year after year after year to continue to press on and win things. I don't think he, you know, if he can't get you up for it, if he doesn't feel you're ready, he'll leave you out of the side. He doesn't care. Right. Um, because he knows he has a world-class player right behind you, you know. Um, so I don't know that, that they don't care necessarily, but I do think there's a bit of complacency. I'll say that where I'll, we're Manchester City. We're just going to walk in here and, and stroll through. Well, especially the last two, the last two matches, they have. Don't pay attention to the fact that our wives are texting back and forth, Sam. It's You're paying attention to it. They're laughing. You ha- you got to be a professional. You got to you got to work through that I shit killer. Am, first no, off, your eyes start wandering, what? and then I'm like, oh crap! Oh, he's so not who's paying the attention. professional? I'm looking at you as you're I, going. Hum, hum, hum. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, Sam, reel it in, to, reel it in. I don't need to, to listen okay. to this. So yes, um, I would say with the last two losses for for City, that was them sleepwalking against teams. They just figured, oh, before the match is over, we'll get the winner. And what a goal from Ricardo! Oh, fantastic oh, goal! Was strike. Well, Sam, uh, the weekend told us one thing: is we have no idea what the hell to expect from this league. I mean, I finished two games up. Uh, yeah, you finished. One game up on actually the weekend you went five and five killer. Yeah, no, I know. I'm talking about collectively in yeah. our predictions. Yeah, I finished went, eleven and nine. You yeah. were nine and eleven. Yeah, this weekend you I'm went. Just saying, you went five and five. I kind of well, know what I'm talking well, about. Well, well, you you actually got that extra game because you picked against your side. Yeah, it's because just, I knew we were going to lose. I'm trying to win something. Okay, all last season in fantasy, I had Harry Kane as my captain up front in my fantasy league. Not because I like him; he sucks. I hate his guts, but he scores goals. Well, let's uh, let's just go ahead and get right into it, Sam. Yeah. I think uh, a good I've, friend of mine said uh, uh, last week that I'm more disappointed. And yes, Sam, I'm more disappointed. Looks like Me you know too. how to get. Your, looks like you know how to get your ass kicked too. Liverpool five, Arsenal one. Sammy, the floor is yours. Yeah, but at least I lost to a really good team. I didn't just gift it to them like you did. Uh, so let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Um, um, one would say you gifted it because your defense just our didn't defense, play defense. You our know? defense was boys playing in a man's game. They really were. Uh, no responsibility was taken by any of the Arsenal back line. Um, yeah, we were struggling with injuries and people were just coming back. However, 
nobody, you know, there was, there was less responsibility taken by men than in a child support office at the courthouse. You know what I'm saying? Was, this was terrible. Uh, it was really pissing me off. Both Socrates and Mustafi returned to the lineup, um, but it really didn't make a difference. Torreira gave it all he had, but none of his teammates gave a fuck. Um, Aubameyang, for all he's done well, and I know he doesn't need a lot, he had 13 fucking touches, six of which were fucking kickoffs. Wow. He had seven touches in open play. Unacceptable. Not fucking good enough. That's really all that needs to be said. Liverpool are would-be champions, and it's us, Man U, Leicester, and for some god-awful reason, you, you twats, uh, in fifth through eighth in some way, shape, or form. Um, these are supposed to be direct rivals of ours, and we aren't even close. There was so much optimism after we drew them the first time, but this capitulation threw all of that shit out of the window for me. That whole 20 game, 22 game unbeaten run, just sure, okay, new manager at Southampton, whatever. We were a little complacent, you know, whatever. Then I draw it Brighton away. All right, maybe makes me a little nervous, kind of pisses me the fuck off, but it's all right. Um, but this, this is the game you get up for. This is the game that the manager shouldn't have to say shit to you. He should walk in and be like, guys, you ready? And you bite your manager's head off because you're that ready. And we walked out and we were shells of men. It was terrible. Anything I'm else? I'm a f***ing malort. <laughs> Alrighty. There you go, boys and girls. Sam's about to do his uh, shot of malort, Here which go. is god-awful in a bottle. And we're going to let him respond to that. You do kind of get used to it after the first couple. Uh-huh. Uh, no, you don't. Uh, Look at you. Look uh, at you. Still have problems back. with it. <laughs> yeah, the earwax then threw up. Yeah, it'll it'll remind you in about five minutes what you drink <laughs> too. Um, I wouldn't let that shot glass get too terribly far, Sam. You should probably bring that over here <laughs> because right back to you. we're gonna have to talk about me in a few minutes here too. So I like um, the shot glass though. Yeah, it's from uh, Elf. It's a little shot of uh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Ooh, he's an angry elf. He is an angry elf, which I just was. <laughs> which which, my lord, is an angry drink. By the way, um, Carl Jepsen's Malort. <laughs> he didn't even take a shot. He's over favoriting, there calling. <laughs> favoriting and liking our tweets. Yeah. <clears throat> well, looks like both the hosts are doing shots of Malort. Retweeted and favorited by Carl <laughs> yeah. Jepsen's Malort. Right. Thanks a lot. Um. So we talked about... <laughs> I feel like they're all sitting in like the IT room of the distillery, like pointing, look at these idiots. <laughs> Passing the phone around. Yeah. Making fun of us. So we, we talked about how well uh, Spurs played earlier in the week and had been playing throughout the uh, the holiday season. But uh, they ran into a buzzsaw, and that buzzsaw is apparently playing at the Molyneux. They lose 3-1 to one to Wolves. I want to know, did you just screw that up, or were you trying to commit to a pun by saying buzzpaw because they're Wolves? No, 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 no. no. All right, you didn't try? I buzz, thought that I, I was trying to say buzzsaw. Thank uh, you. I was going to commend you for good writing, but never mind. No, 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 no. <laughs> I thought you were trying to do a sweet pun. Well, I thank you. I appreciate. I appreciate your constant support <laughs> as a co-host, Sam. <laughs> uh, anyway, Wolves. Um, if it wasn't for Rui Patricio, the match would have been lost in the first half. Um, Tottenham had a, a boatload of chances, and it was by pure fortune uh, that Wolves scored really um, to to equalize. But when um, they scored, they scored in a hurry after that. After that, exactly. Uh, where Rui Patricio was the savior, Hugo Lloris shat himself. Um, and Wolves raced to a 2-1 lead uh, early in the second half and then capped it off. Uh, Raul Jimenez again. Just I love the work that the Mexican puts in. 
Um, he's an awesome player. He never gives up, never says, uh, says die. Um, but he's a good, honest player. You know, he's not dirty. He's not leaving a stud in here or there. He's not doing any of that kind of not stuff. Not diving either. around, not rolling around. Yeah. He just gets on with it. It's good, physical, hard play. Um, and, and good on him. They deserve it. And, you know, it kind of took the meltdown I had talking to you, um, on the phone after the game. I revisited the Premier League app. And saw that score, and it just made me feel that much better. That much better. <laughs> that much better. Well, um, yep. So going into the match, they were only uh, six points behind uh, uh, Liverpool, but now they are nine points behind Liverpool. Yep. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Also, um, Manchester City went into it. I want to say seven points back. So now they're only uh, they're still seven, right? I'll double check. Yeah, for yeah. It. I believe they're still seven back with, but they got their win. So. I think because they they won today, so I, yeah, they're somewhere around there. So now it really comes down to, I guess it's back to being a two team race again because I can't help but think, Sammy, has, they're back to seven points. Back to seven points. Yep. Uh, Sammy, have, have the Spurs already blown it? They got their opportunity yeah, and they already blew it. One hundred percent. Sure, they have a lot of home games towards the end of the season, but City already came to them at Wembley, right? So they're going to have to go to City. Uh, and I think they'll get stomped there. Um, I believe they have to go to Anfield, don't they? Uh, yeah, they do. They got to go to Tottenham. Anfield. Yeah, I, they they don't have a shot. Yeah, no, no, no chance no. now. And but, it's it's a, it's a shame because it seemed like the team was actually clicking. I know for you, you're happy to see them fail, but but the team was oh, actually starting to click. The team yeah. was clicking, and they probably had you nervous there for a few moments. A little bit, but the the other part of that too is you have um. You have very early on, obviously in the new year, two days in, City and Liverpool get out of the way. So really, they're the two best teams in the country, bar none, right? Yeah. As shown by the league table. Uh, so you got to figure that it's all easier for Liverpool after that. I just don't see them dropping enough points for Tottenham to catch them. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into uh, the rest of the games. Uh, Fulham getting yet another win, 1-0 over Huddersfield. I got it real quick. Number yeah. 47, Abubakar <laughs> Kamara. Do you see the nuts on this guy? Oh, yeah, trying to take fighting the, the... No, he did take it. Yeah, from Mitrovic. From Mitrovic, fighting him off for the penalty. And I'm sure Mitrovic is probably the set penalty taker. Oh, absolutely. Um, b- given he's their best forward, I, I would imagine it's either him, Andre Scherler, or Jean-Michael Saley. Yeah, uh, not Kamara. Not not Abubakar Kamara, number 47. No, I doubt <laughs> it. You don't even have a proper squad number. You don't get to take pens, Right. in my opinion. Took it off of him, had it saved... Mitrovic didn't even attempt to enter the box after the ball was saved. He just stood there like, told you so. Uh, <laughs> and then minute and a half later, Mitrovic scores, goes over in front of the Fulham fans and just puts his arms out like so, as if to say, we could have had this wrapped up two minutes ago. <laughs> um, but one no to Fulham and a massive three points against the team right around them. That's going to be huge at the end of the season. Yeah, I think – Could I, be huge. I think I think we're going to see Fulham right the ship. I keep saying it every week, and I just – I can't help but think that they They are. have a good manager. You got to figure he'll he'll sort it. They have a decent side. I mean, the defense could be, could be better, but there's a lot of talent. I mean, you mentioning Sherla, sorry – yeah. Mitrovic. I mean, there's there's a lot of talent on that team, an awful lot of talent. Yep. So, um, Cardiff won, Leicester nil. So, like we said earlier, Leicester awful beats great. Chelsea, <laughs> beats Chelsea and City, and then promptly loses to Cardiff. This yep. is what we are going to get from Leicester the entire rest of the season. 
if if I was betting with your money, I would not put any money on a Leicester game. No, absolutely not. And um, a rare, rare away win for Cardiff City. Uh, for them to win outside of home is 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 nuts. Um, what really I was really impressed with Cardiff actually. Uh, the desire that they showed and and, and everything that they did. Um, a great penalty save too. Uh, and then a wonder strike from uh, uh, Camarasa. Sorry, yeah. I was trying to figure out how many A's were in that. <laughs> <laughs> the um, it seems like Huddersfield is slowly falling off the pace and falling into twentieth. No it Aaron just, Moy, and it just feels like Cardiff's gonna try to stick around. I don't know if they're necessarily going to, but they're trying they're giving to stick it an effort. around. Well, Neil, Neil Warnock said it in his post-match. He said, you know, coming to a team like Leicester, you know, we kind of have a little bit of a psychological edge over them, right? We know week in, week out, it's going to be a scrap. We know that we're going to need to fight for points. They think they're going to have us over to their place and just waltz in and, 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 and take the game. So, so we've got that psychological edge that we know we're going to have to fight to the 90th minute. Right. Right? And he, he's got a point. I mean, he's proved it. You know, he's got a point. And Cardiff keep climbing the table. So, uh, or at Wat- least staying where they're at, outside Wat- of the relegation zone. Watford won, Newcastle won. Uh, not really a surprise to me. that I mean, Watford's been playing well, but this is the kind of game Rafa gets a point. Yeah, and sad again that they let in... A late goal. I believe it was the 88th minute. The mm-hmm. Newcastle had a 1-0 lead for 50 minutes and promptly shot themselves. Yeah, but I, I would also say, though, I think that there's legitimately talent in the Watford side, that they're that they're a really decent team, and they've definitely got some depth to them. So. No, you're absolutely right. Um, they do. The problem is, is with two, three minutes left plus stoppage time, you really should be eight behind the ball and some outlets. And when you're in a position that Newcastle's in, they didn't do it and they paid the price. Uh, I believe it was DeCore again with the goal. He's been in fine form as well. <laughs> so uh, the next one, we have uh, Brighton 1, Everton 0. Uh, Everton went to the Amex. Brighton got one goal. Everton pulled a drunkard United. They were more focused on yelling at the ref than they were at actually playing the game. <laughs> Sounds about still, right. Still managed to hit the post twice and uh, make their keeper make four saves, but just couldn't put the ball in the net. Yeah, I mean, Everton were as lucky, uh, as unlucky as Brighton were fortunate, uh, yeah. in my opinion. Like you said, hitting the post a few times, a couple of really good saves. Um, but at the same token, they did give up some chances, and Pickford was as buttoned up as, well, buttoned. That, ooh, that that's how you write a pun. Yeah, son. I hear you. you like yeah. that. Yeah, but Button um, actually fumbled one that we should have scored. No, on. yeah, that's true too. But I just I re- I yeah. like the way I wrote that. that Pickford's <laughs> that that inside the six header, that point blank header that he put over the pipe. That oh was, yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. And go back to calling him Stone Cone Cold Killer again. I love him. <laughs> there you go. Um, I did want to give a quick shout. Uh, as Tegan, Miss mm-hmm. T, my lovely daughter, uh, guessed this game correctly. Got the correct score. Really? Yeah. Everton is poop. Thanks, Tegan. And to that, I will do my shot of my lord. Now, I will say there was one little uh, bitch move that needs to be talked about. <laughs> there was a period where one of the Everton players went down. I believe it was Richarlson. And Jurgen Klopp magically showed up and ran on the field? <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> um, they play the ball out of the back 
out of the back. They bring it up to the to midfield. Uh, one of their midfielders, March, has the ball on the sideline. Oh, Sully March, yeah. yeah. Looks like he's about to tap it out because, well, player's down on the ground. He's hurt, right? Instead of tapping it on the ground, he gives a fake like he's about to tap it on the ground, shoots down the sideline, running down the field. They end up getting a shot on target because of it. Um, it there's no rule that says you have to kick the ball out of play. Right, it's the referee's responsibility to stop the game right. if it's a serious injury or a head injury. Right, which uh, which it was neither, but I would like to note, Richarlison crawled himself off the field. Crawl, yeah. Crawled himself off the well, field from that point. I mean, to that point, if you're not going to play it out, fine, don't play it out. But you don't have to be a dick about it. Yeah. yeah. Fake like you're going to play it out and then roll the ball back in field and sprint down after everybody switched off. Um, be- That's kind of a dick move. Some some Everton fans have been uh, particularly uh, critical of Seamus Coleman I, this year because he hasn't had uh, the best of years. Yeah. But but I can say the following. I love that little angry Irishman. Runs all the way across the field. Gets right into his face. And I can guarantee you he had a lot of choice words that started with the letter F to yeah, tell March about what he had just done. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's get into Sunday's games. Uh, Chelsea beats Palace 1-0. Nasty little flick from Angola Conte, wasn't oh, it? Was oh. great. Yeah, and what a ball from uh, from David Luiz. Oh man, it was and gorgeous. Great wasn't it? control, great run, stayed on side, um, and then he just put a little slide rule ball back across the uh, across the face. Defender was in front of the goalkeeper. I think he saw it a little bit late. Just kind of trickled in underneath his hand. Um, and uh, next up, Burnley two, uh, West Ham nil. Oh, I did want to give a yeah. quick shout out to Connor Wickham. Welcome back. Blokes played nine minutes or so in the last two years. I forgot he was even still a professional footballer. It is, it's great to see him back. Yeah. He was a good old proper yeah. po- poacher's yeah. goal scorer when Absolutely. he was with like Sunderland and Stoke, right? Didn't he do a little I time believe with both so. of them? Yeah. But he was like a, like a Danny Ainge or like a Charlie Austin, like an old school number nine British forward. Yeah. You know, now both of those players probably have a little bit more foot skill than Connor Wickham, but they're both big, broad shouldered, you know, will set your ass on the ground if they need to. Um, and put some studs through if they need to. Con- Connor's one of those type of players you go, God damn it, how did he score? But yeah, he hasn't. Sorry, ha- Russ. <laughs> but he hasn't had, um, you know, he's he's had a terrible run with injuries. Yeah. Um, and, and then when he came back, they weren't putting him on the field. Yeah, I thought he retired, to be honest with you. I didn't even realize he was still playing. So it was lovely to see him. So sorry about that. Uh, no going. problem. So next into the next one, Burnley 2, uh, West Ham nil. Can't figure out either one of these sides in the Battle of Claret and Blue. Yeah, it's really weird. I think um, missing Arnautovic is huge. Um, they I feel just, like the score should have been the other way around. Yeah, but they don't have that outlet. Um, you did notice that Tom Heaton was back in goal, right? Yes. And did you see the Andy Carroll header at the uh, towards the end of the game that he clawed out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's why Tom Heaton deserves to be there. That would have been a goal. Sure, they may have still won, um, but that would have been a goal. Tom Heaton kept them a clean sheet as he did much of last season. It's time for Tom Heaton to get back in the net. Absolutely, full and time. When, yeah. And then when Pope is healthy, let it be a battle between Heaton and Pope. Because those those are the two proper goalies for Burnley. I, and everybody keeps wanting to say how great Joe Hart has done. And all he's done is just give Ship up goals. goals. He, I mean, yes, he makes a couple of great saves. He makes a couple. He makes two great saves and gives up five goals. Yeah, it's terrible. Another quick shout out to Dwight McNeil. Uh, scoring for the first time for the senior side. 19 years of age. Had a great little volley at the back post. Uh, beating the keeper near stick. Um, I love when a player gets their first senior goal. First goal for a club, yeah, that's good. You see emotion. But your first goal in professional football 
is brilliant. And you just see the way he stands up and runs and the utter joy on his face. It's just, that's why you love the game, you know? Especially especially when they're a young, fair-haired scouser at 16 years old, cutting through a gunner defense and Who's lifting lifting a shot up into the upper 90s. He played for Everton Man United, but he supports Tranmere Rovers. Yeah. Yes, I remember Wayne Rooney's first goal against you guys. I do, too. It was beautiful. He beat uh, Gilberto Silva on the edge of the box, and from about 19, 20 yards out, rifled one past, um, was it still David Seaman? Should have been David Seaman at that time. I think it was David Seaman at that time still. I do remember that. That's unfortunate. That's a dig. Uh, going into the uh... oh, that's that's <laughs> the other thing I forgot about Arsenal Liverpool. <coughs> you, I can't believe you let me forget that. We've now against the, well, probably because you don't know because it's Liverpool, but we've given Liverpool two different hat trick records. <laughs> the fastest hat trick in Premier League history was to Michael Owen uh, when he was seventeen years old, <laughs> um, and then. Uh, uh, Saturday was Roberto Firmino's very first hat trick for Liverpool. Period. Yeah, yeah. Uh, porcelain tooth Brazilian twat. <laughs> uh, they're just emulating their coach with the porcelain teeth. Uh, the veneers. So uh, the last two games <laughs> the saw. Yeah, so I'm gonna go down to the mall and get some glamour shots. <laughs> yeah. With- with my sweet veneers. <laughs> so, um, the uh, both the cities and uh, both the teams in the Manchester area did very well. Um, Manchester City bouncing back, beating Southampton three to one, and Manchester United uh, taking it to Bournemouth four to one. You still got to worry for City's defense. Um, now, granted, it was a young kid that got caught in possession. Uh, oh, hold on, I try to read this. It's one of the Eastern European ones. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of K's and Z's and yeah. W's. Oleksandr Zinchenko. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there um, we go. He was caught in possession Nailed by uh, uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiburn, um, who unleashed a, a brilliant shot from about 17, uh, 16, 17 yards, but just very direct, boom, I'm in the box, take a shot, Ederson's beaten. Yeah. Um, uh, for, for Southampton's equalizer. But then it was just city possession kind of lulling Southampton to sleep. Um Sterling put in a nice cross, uh, just put it, again, smashed into a dangerous area, ends up being an own goal. Um, and then Aguero with a wonderful, a rare, wonderful header uh, to uh, to round out the scoring. Does um, City need to go to a back three with as bad as it is on uh, the left side, not having a, a back right now? They might. Um, the problem is, is I don't know that Sané will track back, so they'll be terribly exposed. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Sané does not like to play defense. At all. So the only other thing I could see is maybe doing a 3-2. Now i got to count again. 3-2-3-1, three, three, mm-hmm. right? Right. Putting somebody next to Fernandino to help uh help That's support. only nine. 3-2-3-2. Three, two, three, two. Got it. Six, ten. Yeah. Yeah. But doing, but that way somebody next to Fernandino that defensively mm-hmm. can fall into that left back role, that might be an option. Um because Sané's just not going to track back as, as you need him to, you no, know? he won't. So, I mean, not that they necessarily have to because they hold so much possession. But Could you do um, Morez and uh, and Sterling on opposite sides? I know they normally sub out for one another, but maybe just 86 yeah, pot- Sané. Because you know Sterling has his faults, but Sterling will run. By the way, we both used to work in restaurants. 86 means we're out of it. Cancel. Done. Yeah, that's Get true. rid of yeah. it. Yeah. Don't mind me. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, maybe. Uh, now, I, you know, neither their wingers don't. None of them really track back a ton. 
but Sterling and um, Mares, because he finally got the move, I think care a little bit more about tracking back than Sané does just in general. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that may work, uh, or at least worth a shot. Um, see what happens. Um, so finally, United winning four one over Bournemouth. Uh, this is it's good to see the goals. It's good to see the love for United, as you said. United needs to be a good team, but we really can't judge this team at all until they have a real challenge. No, yeah, that's very true. They've had an easy run of it. However, Marcus Rashford and Paul Pogba, they look different players, uh, especially those two. Mm-hmm. They look literally, they look free. I know I joke around about that, but I'm serious. They look like they're enjoying themselves. They're playing with a smile on their face. Pogba with four goals in two games. You know, uh, uh, Marcus Rashford with another one. Uh, it's, it's it's great. Uh, the commentators were talking about it during the game early on about the first uh, 25 minutes in. They said, you've already seen Pogba in the box now make runs four times. You would never have seen that under no, Mourinho. Because he would have been held back. Even if you have the ball, the only thing that matters to Mourinho is your defensive shape. Is what happens if we lose it. Right? So you were always prepared for defense. Right. Here, you're running and gunning, baby. <laughs> you know? You're Yosemite Sam out N- there. You nice, know what I'm saying? nice shimmy there, killer. Hey, you know, one day we'll get a video of me doing this. He's doing his little guns going. <laughs> I know this isn't a great pew, audio pew, feature, pew. but it's making everyone in the room That's laugh. <laughs> you with the pew pew. <laughs> yeah. Um, they still have some defensive frailties, though. Of course. Um, Bournemouth did have chances. Yeah. They have a world-class keeper, and it was a terrible tackle uh, from Eric Bailly. Mm. Um, actually, about the same type of challenge that uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg uh, went from hero to zero in in the City game. Um, yeah. Both kind of scissored. Both came flying in. They were terrible, deserved red cards, um, and rash tackles. Not really in dangerous positions for the opposition. I yeah, mean, they for were no both, real reason. Yeah, they were both four or five yards into the into the half of the defending team. It Very just, Sam Graham, if I may say. Just I, the, you know, I'm just going to put you on your ass because I want to see how you feel when you hurt. I did. I was going to say that. That's something <laughs> that I would do. Yeah, that's like, something that I would do. You're um, like, uh, you're like, um, uh, from Fight Club when, um. Edward Norton, you know, is sitting outside after he just beat the crap out of um, uh, the the um, God. Why am I forgetting his name? He just recently played the Joker, real thin. He plays the blonde guy in Jared Leno, right? He had just Leto. Yeah, there you go. He had just Leno. Beat Leto. He had just beat the crap out of him, and he walks outside, and Brad Pitt looks over to him and goes, "What was that all about?" And he just goes. I wanted to destroy something beautiful. <laughs> that that actually like, also sounds like something I'd say. That's just yeah. what those tackles felt like. It was just like, no, nah, you're being too fancy. I need to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to see blood. I remember one time when we were playing. Do you remember we played? A, it was a bunch of young American kids. Uh, I think home from college, and um, they were very fast and very good, yep. and they knew it. Uh, but they were like juggling the ball in the corner, trying, you know, stepping over 13, 14 times before they made a move. And there was one long ball. Kid beat me for pace. Um, we were on the small field. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah, I remember that. And he, he got to it, saved it, but he couldn't turn fast enough. And before anything happened, I had kicked the ball against him, foot in the shin, hip through hip, and then pushed him and almost pulled down the whole netting. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, what was that for? I was like, stop juggling the ball. And then I turned around and walked away. 
it was I, pretty good. It's also funny in our in our beer league soccer, the uh, refs very typically let older teams get away with that kind of stuff because they're just they don't like watching people dance with the ball, especially when yeah. it's kids. They're like, yeah, put them on their ass, teach them a lesson. Absolutely. Hi, everybody on Twitch. Hey, how's it going? It's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. Hey. Sammy, um, neither one of us had a particularly good week, but you did a little bit better than me. That's right. After uh, I did a little bit better than you last week. Well, you went uh, 11 and 9, going 6 uh, and 4, and 5 and 5. I went 9 and 11, going 5 and 5, and then 4 and 6. Yep. But I'd also like it to be noted that the two games you did better than me in was pure horse house luck that you picked the foxes. And you also picked against your own team. So now that you're only one game behind me, you're sitting at 180 and I'm at 101 and 79. want to let you know, the only reason why you're getting closer is because you're picking against your own squad. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like a real fan? I don't think you should. Do I feel like a real fan? Yeah, you shouldn't because you pick against your team. I feel like a good predictor of football matches is what I feel like. Oh, um, that's okay. You, you've now gotten I'm really here. close to me, which means you're going to go back off into the distance I'm, again. Just I'm, like here, I'm here to do a job. Okay, uh, and there are three shots of that god awful liquid on the line. So I will do what I have to do to make sure that is you taking those three shots on our final uh, end of season show. You hear that? You hear that? Arsenal fans he'd even throw his own team under the bus not to have to do the god awfulness that is my lord. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, because I am an Everton fan and because I don't like myself, um, New Year's Eve, the early game, will uh, start with Everton uh, hosting the Foxes. New Year's Eve's my birthday, so I will be blackout drunk. Um, I will wake up at 7.30 in the morning. I will turn on my phone and watch this game from my phone as I am still probably intoxicated. If I had your money, our wives' money, uh, somebody I hated's money, I would not bet this game. I'm only going to say one-to-one because I don't know what the hell to pick. I actually have a draw also, one-to-one. That's exactly what I'm doing for pretty much the same reasons, especially with you now, too. Yeah. Shipping, what was it, five against Tottenham, then scoring five? Six against Tottenham. Uh, uh, Oh, that's right. (laughs) But we lost by four, the same amount you lost to Liverpool. Hey, everybody at home. (laughs) <laughs> lost, lost, lost to them by the same amount you lost to Liverpool by. At least we managed to score two goals, where you only managed to against score against the one. lesser side. Yeah, okay, you keep saying that. You scored against the second place team. We did it against that, the first place team. That lesser side's ahead of you in the table. Oh, you got me there. That, that my friend. You got me that, there. And that, my friend. Is a dick. <laughs> you got me there. Yeah. All right. So, there. but the midday game has uh, the Gunners hosting Fulham. I got three to one Arsenal all the way. I'd pick a shutout if it wasn't for the fact that Our Arsenal has sucks. knows how to defend. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say four to two because I think we're gonna come back from not scoring many goals uh, last couple of games. Um, and kind of run rampant against Fulham's bad defense. Uh, but we have our own defensive frailties. We did ship a goal to them uh, earlier in the season when we played them at Craven Cottage, but we're at home. Um, I think we're gonna dominate the match. Excellent. Final uh, game of the day has your North London rivals, Spurs, heading out to Cardiff. I think the Spurs are going to be pissed, and I see a 4-0 win. I got 5-1 <laughs> for same, yeah, same reason. So uh, Wednesday has six games. They're all pretty much kicking off around the same time except for one. We have uh, the Cherries to host Watford simply because they're at the Vitality. I'm going 2-1 to one Cherries. I got 2-1 to one Cherries, too. Right, Guess good. I am picking up this game this week. Uh, Chelsea host uh, Southampton. I got 2-0 Chelsea. Ooh, 3-0. All right, good. Uh, Burnley go to Huddersfield in a battle of just god-awful teams. I'm going to go with tried-and-true Burnley 1-0 win. 
Burnley one nil. Um, this is so uninteresting for those <coughs> yes. uh, those listening. Yes, and those watching us on Twitch right now, it's not very good predictions. We keep agreeing. I know. Um, Palace head to Wolves. I've got Wolves winning two to one. I've got three to one. And then fifteen Shit. minutes later, we have the final game of the day, which will have uh, Man U heading to Newcastle. I don't see any uh, big, quick two nil win lead for uh, for Newcastle to give away. So I see uh, United winning three to one. You might as well just go ahead and write it down. Three heard, to one. Heard. Um, and finally, Thursday only hosts one game. But if we are going to say there is a game of the season, this is the game of the season. This is absolutely it. Man City hosts Liverpool, and they're 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 trying to stop Liverpool from going undefeated, and they're trying to to catch them in the table. Um, Sammy, I think this is finally finally the the bump for Liverpool. I think it's three to one City. Now, here we go. We're putting it all on the line for a big old fat draw uh, going into next uh, next uh, game week. I've got 3-2 to two Liverpool as they continue to roll through teams. Um, I think they're going to end up losing to someone stupid after they've already won, uh, won the title to protect my Invincibles. Everton um, and Goodison. I don't know that I go that far. They're going to lose to Everton uh, at Goodison. I called it earlier. They're losing to Everton at Goodison. You said three one. I said three to one. Three to one, City. I have three two to Liverpool. Um, you'll never walk alone, uh, even though you're trying to make all the hammers walk alone by forgetting them in the original running order and then forgetting them in the prediction time. Oh, okay. What about uh, the hammers? Go ahead. So the West Ham hosts Brighton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, I believe that's still on the first. I've got a two to one West Ham win. Two to one West Ham win. Okay, yep. I will go uh, two nil West Ham. Just had to agree with me. Just wants to finish the week uh, tied up. That's all he wants to do. You're killing me. You are absolutely killing me. Oh, by the way, if you wondered why there was no DU talk, is because we play on Tuesday nights and there was two holidays, so we haven't played. Yeah, we don't come back for another couple yeah, of weeks. So we got next. Uh, we'll uh, have an update for you. Um, two Mondays from now. Yeah, two Mondays from now. Yep, yep absolutely. That's right. So uh, thank you for joining us. Sammy, any parting words? I do, real quick. Um, uh, it's the last show of the year. Yeah, it is. So why don't we talk about the three things that we most loved about football in general um, for 2018, the calendar year of 2018. Yeah. I, I'm going to open it up to you oh, first. Oh, you'd like me to go yeah, first. Go ahead. Uh... <laughs> I went first last week with the grievances. Okay, well, let's see here. First, first thing I've uh, enjoyed, um, I've I've liked seeing the middle of the table shuffled up a little bit. I've enjoyed seeing uh, teams like uh, Brighton and uh, Watford and Bournemouth kind of really kind of come into their own and and establish themselves as uh, regular squads in the um, in the Premier League. Um, I, just despite the up and downness of it all, I'm I'm happy that there is some semblance of at least some kind of stability at Everton. Uh, we have a manager. We have we got Marcel Brands. We're bringing the people we have brought in have all been positive additions to the squad. Yeah. Now we just need to figure out the other holes and get those things uh, fixed as well. All right. And oh God, let's see here. Um, the last thing that I love about 2018 is um, that last year Liverpool did not win the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. All right. Uh, my first uh, love of 2018 um, was the World Cup. In fact, Cup. better yet, 
Liverpool didn't win a single effing <laughs> trophy. That's right. In they got um, they lost in the Champions League final. Yes, they did. Go um, ahead. So I really love the World Cup this year. Um, I was very nervous at being in Russia. Uh, I was very nervous that some of the teams that made it were kind of diluting the talent. Um, with a couple of bigger countries not qualifying, Italy, the United States, Chile, um, Chile, Holland, yeah. Italy. Absolutely, I said Italy. <laughs> okay, sorry. But, <laughs> Uh, but, and replacing those were teams like Saudi Arabia and, you know, it just great for them to make it. And that's what it's all about. However, the talent level isn't there yet. You know, um, Iceland showed something. I thought thought Iceland looked pretty impressive. Well, after their, their, you know, exploits in the euros a couple of years ago, um, beating England and, and moving on, um, I think they at least deserve their place. I mean, they were, you know, kind of going through a golden generation. They have some talented players playing at the highest level. You got one for Burnley. Uh, I forget his name. I think it's, um, I forget his name. Uh, I'm not even going to try. And then Gilfie, of course, uh, for Everton. Um, but I thought the, the Russians handled it brilliantly. I thought the, uh, the Russians beating Spain. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Um, making it to the quarterfinals, I believe yeah, it was. They did. Uh, um, but yeah, I thought they did great, you know, and, and, you know, politics aside, the Russian public, you know, hosted everybody fantastically. There was nothing but good stories uh, that came out of Russia. I really loved it. England had a football team again. They finally had a national football yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, it, they, did, they didn't win uh, the tournament, obviously. They didn't even get third place. They got beat by Belgium in the third place game. Um, but football did come home. Yeah. It united the country uh, and... And it made people believe again. It made people fans of the national team again. It wasn't just, oh, great, the Prem's gone. We have two weeks of disappointment until good football comes back. Right. You know, football did come home. It made people believe again, um, which is what it's all about, truly. Uh, my second thing is, is after the tumultuous few years that we've had um, at Arsenal, we did have 22 matches unbeaten. Yeah. Um, shows what we're capable of. We may have been punching above our weight a little bit because our defense is still kind of shite, to be honest. Um, but it does show what a new manager, new philosophy, and uh, and with some players that actually the, care what the they can do. Good, they're just not there yet. They're just not great. Yeah, yeah you give them another. There yet. You give them two, three more transfer windows. I think we're going to be a side to be reckoned with. Um, and then the third took a long time. But Mourinho sacking. <laughs> <laughs> loved it. Absolutely loved it. Bye-bye, Jose. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, other than that, I just want to wish everybody a very happy new year. Uh, get excited for New Year's Day football. Um, and remember, we've got an FA Cup show coming up on Friday. Thursday. It'll be Thursday. It'll yes. be Thursday. Sorry, uh, this whole holiday schedule's got me Scratched got me screwed out of up. my post saying. But yeah. okay, I don't read the post. I yeah. don't even read the rundown order. To be honest <laughs> with you, I just do what I want. Uh, uh, so, um, happy New Year, everybody, and a very very happy birthday to my best friend, um, the quote unquote driver of the bus uh, <laughs> from your drunk Uber passenger, Sam Graham. Uh, Happy birthday, my friend. Thank you very much, my friend. I appreciate it. So uh, thank you so much for joining us again. For Sam Graham, this is Sam Houston. Have a safe and happy New Year's. And uh, till then, we'll talk to you in the next year. Take care, everybody. Good night. You have to learn to pace yourself. That's right. You're just like everybody else. That's right. You've only had to run so far, so good.
I am a fat man that likes to giggle. Get over it. There's, there's your Easter there's egg. There's the Easter egg. I'm off the hook. <laughs>